Hello, my friends. This is Chad. Welcome to the newest segment of the Naked Leadership Podcast. It's called Thanks, I Needed That. We're here to have real and raw coaching conversations with top performers, company founders, and amazing humans making a difference in their companies, communities, and homes. Each episode, we dive deep into the challenge they're facing and the possibilities that it presents. This week, Dan engages with, mm, let's call her Taiki, named after the Greek goddess of fortune and prosperity. Picture this, a financial genius, a numbers wizard, a master of spreadsheets and budgets. Now imagine that same person being the go-to therapist, relationship fixer, and moral compass of an entire company. It's like they've stumbled into a parallel universe where math equations and people problems intertwine. Taiki's the VP of financial planning and strategy for her organization. In this conversation, Dan coaches her to uncover the not-so-official role she has taken on the dilemma she faces as the resident advice guru, and the burning question, can she walk the tightrope between financial wizardry and HR heroics, or will she need to give up one in order to master the other? I'm so excited for you to hear our very first episode of Thanks, I Needed That. Also, really quick, you're going to hear Dan and Taiki wrap it up and say goodbye once. Don't leave. Some of the absolute best conversation happens after they say goodbye the first time, and then they start talking again, and then they'll wrap it up a second time. So don't take off. Make sure you're present for that. Let's dive in. It feels good, man. It feels good, right? Yo, yo. I'm in the light at the end of the tunnel. Paper stacks. Well, yeah, I think the best way to start this, so I know you know, we've we've worked together before, and um, in order to get to. I'm going to assume, assume certain per- permissions to talk with you, just like we've been working together for some time, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Okay. And um, what I'd like to do, if you wouldn't mind, also, is just I'd like to start with you declare, talking about or stating what it is you you want to get done on this call, and then we can work from there. All right? Sure. Sounds good. Um, so I'll just dive right in. I think that... Um, you know, I've had a very transitional, I guess, 2023 so far at work. Um, just just some context is the company, uh, the majority of the company was purchased by um, a capital investment firm. And but they are they are having us run business as usual. Right. Like they're they're letting us run the business. They just own a pretend company. Uh, that being said, we're doing our thing. However, we have, you know, a lot of things are changing because they have requirements and it's just a different way of, of operating as far as, you know, what we answering to a board and whatnot. So it's been transitional. And I think that my role in this transition, I've been, you know, directly working with the investment team um, through the sale of the company and the transition. And I think my role has really shifted and I've kind of I'm trying to figure out how to navigate this, keeping the company culture while you know keeping the the new the new guys happy essentially and um what i am struggling with in that is you know there's a lot of uh, tension in the office the morale is you know is hit and miss on any given day and i'm trying to have people be comfortable with the fact that you know this is my new role this is how things are going to be and kind of buttoning it up but i want them on board i don't want to just bulldoze my way through it and i find that you know, I, I'd really on this call, I think I'd like to accomplish just figuring out what that, you know, as best as I can, what that balance is where, you know, pissing people off, pardon my language, or, you know, but also getting not pissing people off, but also getting the job done. So um, 
can you clarify? So it, at the end of this call, what, like getting the job done, what does that mean? Like for you? I think that, you know, I, I classically, um, my, my patterns and my personality type is I'm a people pleaser. And while I don't want to lose that value in myself, I think that I do need to give some of it up. And uh, as far as what I'd like to accomplish on this call, I think is maybe just getting a clearer understanding of how I can, you know, keep people engaged and motivated and happy, but have them realize that they do have to change their some of their behaviors and, you know, the way they they work through their their roles and such. All right, good. A right, couple questions. Okay. So let me just clarify first. So what you want to get out of this is... So I, there's a couple of things. There's a number of things I want to ask you about, but I'm still not clear about the outcome, really. Um, is it that the team aligns with what – I'm making this up, so you you correct sure. me. Is it the team – what is the team going to align with or how will they be relating? How will they be working together if you were doing what you see as your job? And you might clarify here, what is your position? Is it COO? I'm a I'm a VP of um, financial planning and analysis. Okay, VP yeah. of financial planning. planning and strategy. Got it. And and at the end of this call, what will they be? What will be happening that isn't happening now? God, you know that's a really good question. I think that in the way, <laughs> I I think maybe it might if 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 this makes sense. I think it might be more about me me feeling comfortable with with the path that I'm on and with the way I'm navigating this new new world order, so to speak. Um, I think it's more about me feeling comfortable with um, realizing that some people are not going to be thrilled with with the way I have to, you know, assign them their situations or, you know, I think I think that's what I need to get comfortable with is just feeling comfortable. Is, yeah, I need to yeah, get comfortable. So when you, do you want to feel comfortable or do you want to feel like do you want to be confident or do you want to feel comfortable? Confident. Thank okay. you for that. Yeah, the reason I'm asking is because if you want to feel comfortable with this, it may not, you know, the best you can probably get is being comfortable with the discomfort. Right. Right. No. Excellent point. So, um, so you'd be more confident at the end of the call. You'd be confident at the end of the call. And what would you be doing that you're not doing now? Like what would show up that in your way of being with your team? How many people on your team? There are five of us. Okay. Including myself. And who are they? Tell me what they are, what they do. We have a manager. Well, to see, this, in this new world order, I'm also trying to, I'm completely kind of blown up the team and restructured it. I've hired two new people in the last month, given the nature of, of how my, my role is changing. Um, and so I have, you know, two people who are essentially analysts. Um, so they do all the, 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 uh, the data pulling and, you know, I'm just trying to understand, getting them to understand the business. And also they're also, you know, we, we have systems that are a little outdated, et cetera. So they're kind of, they're kind of the organizers, if that makes sense, like the organizers of the data with my, you know, oversight, of course. And then I have, yeah. And then I have a, a person who's kind of involved in the content. I work in um, film distribution. So I have a person who's very involved in the content side of the thing side of things which is just the baking of the deals making sure that side of the business is running smoothly and then i have what i call my number two who is you know kind of my confidant and i i trust her to do you know a lot of the yeah just kind of she's my she's my number two essentially 
Got it. And you said, I, I'm sorry, I didn't understand distribution. What kind of distribution did you say? Oh, film distribution. So basically, yeah. buy movies and from production companies and put them out there as for the world to see. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. My family's in that business. Oh. Um, and they're in the movie business, too, exhibition. Yeah. Um, so a couple of questions. You say that it's transitional. So what I get so far, it's transitional in the sense that new ownership, Correct? Yep. New expectations. Yes. Are you clear about what's expected of you? No. And so I yes and no, but things pop up all the time. And so what I've really been trying to do, my very new kind of self-initiative is the last literally probably two weeks, I've sat down with the CEO and the CFO um, and spoken to them about how I need some clear. Like I, I was like, this is how I see it structured. And if you're cool with me taking it over and and structuring it the way I see it, it makes sense. And if you trust me with that, and you know, of course, with your your blessing at the end of the day, I'd like to do that. And they've they've said that's fine, <laughs> basically. But you know, I but I know these I've known these people, I've been working with them for eleven years. And um they say that, <laughs> but then the second something doesn't sound right, they're quick to change their minds or, you know, so I it's a lot of it is also keeping them in line because they're also dealing with how they navigate the situation where, you know, especially with the CEO, he's always run things. This has been his company. He founded it. And so he's dealing with his own set of, you know, issues. Sure. Um, but we're, we have a very open dialogue as far as the way I see him behaving and vice versa, which is, which is a, it's very healthy. But uh, I think that he's still the CEO and, you know, I have a level of respect for him where, so there, that's also, that is another element to, to all of this. Okay, so yeah. yes, so you have a good relationship with them, so you can talk candidly with them? Fairly candidly, but I, I can. However, there is that little bit of me at the end of the day that catches myself, um, just to make sure, because you don't want to piss them off, you know, but... but in, yeah, you know, so you have some history with him getting upset? Uh, I don't. Not not with me. I think that's, this is this is where the people-pleasing part of it comes in. He never gets upset at me. <laughs> yeah. um, he, can, he can be upset, though. I've, I've seen it with other people. So yeah. You see, I'm just right, because it makes sense that, that you, A, you're not clear about what's expected of you, right. and you're not clear about what you want to accomplish, which would make sense. That's why I wondered, who are you reporting to? Are you clear yeah. what they expect? Because if you're clear about what they expect, then we can talk about the kind of relationship that you would open up or that you would how you would relate to your team everybody on that you know that you're working with to have that happen so right. what do you know like what is it that needs to get cleared up between you and the cfo i think it's my relationship with the investors whether i need what's what's interesting is that so i technically report to the cfo however something else i'm kind of dealing with is i feel like i should report to the ceo at this point just based on the nature of finance and how my role has shifted into more of a strategy situation as opposed to finance. If you're talking about traditional accounting, you know, things like that. I don't deal with that at all anymore. Um, and that's what I'd like. But I think that having that conversation as well, where how does this make sense? So when I talk about clarity, you know, it's 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 knowing what my deadlines are, knowing what the calendars are, as opposed to being filtered, the information being filtered to me, you know, and all of a sudden it's an emergency or there's a lot of that going on. Um, right. So you haven't talked to him about that yet, is that correct? No, I'm supposed to talk. I think I believe we have a meeting scheduled the week from today where we're supposed to talk about it. So, and how long have you been in this position? 
Um, so because I've restructured the position this year with the sale, um, I've kind of been in this, to be honest with you, in my current, what I'm trying to accomplish now, I'd say since April, probably, where it's, it's things are new and different. Um, but I've, you know, grown at this company. I've been working there for 11 years. So uh, my role has definitely shifted as the business has shifted. Um, and, right. and just the needs of the company. We used to be a very small operation. Yeah. Excuse me. I, I'm, I, I'm going to do a little interrupting because there's a couple of things I'm trying to tie together. Yeah, so, so you've been with the company 11 years. You, they've just made a shift. When did this, when did the, um, when did they get bought? How long ago? January of 2023. First week, in your first week of the year. All right. And and was there any discussion about shifting you to this position prior to them buying or when they bought? Was that discussed or when when no. did you were going into this position? I think well, I I basically decided I was changing my position. Just the role like I I have some there are elements of my old position that are carrying over that I'm kind of trying to push out to other departments, but it was kind of my it was my it was my suggestion that I think that if you want me to be this main liaison to the investors and you, these are there are these expectations of my team that my role needs to shift. You know, I can I can no longer do things the way I'm doing. They gave you a certain set of expectations. They give you a certain set of ec- promises that had expectation created expectations that you say, look, if I'm going to do this, I actually need a different position on the team. Uh, more more respond more authority with the responsibility that kind of thing. Yes, it's the 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 latter mostly, just the more authority with responsibility. Um, and you know, it's just a matter of if I may, just just and please interrupt me as much as you'd like. But um, uh, you know, with this, we have a lot of people who've been at the company for longer than I have, and these are senior executives who have done you know done things in a very lackadaisical lackadaisical way they kind of operate in their own silos with their own set of goals you know not really right. thinking about the company and i think that i've been entrusted to to get these people in line so to speak and that that conversation has happened informally in a way um and it's a lot of pressure because you know without a lot of support especially from the ceo you know and 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 the cfo it is difficult for me who has you know, work for these people forever to just tell them, hey, you can't do things like this anymore. And we have been very successful. I understand that, but things have to change. Um, that's when I talk about the the confidence element of it, where I want them to understand and I want them to trust me and I want them not to feel like I'm just taking over and telling them how to do their jobs because these are senior executives. Does that make sense? Um, it, well, it, it, makes, it makes sense that given your, your propensity or thrownness to want to be liked or, you know, like you said, approval seeking or uh, how did you frame it? Um, people pleasing. <laughs> people pleasing, which is approval seeking. That's yes. Great. I translate in my head. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. And and so you don't want to upset them. Right. You know, it's funny um, if I can, uh, just an anecdote to kind of illustrate this is a few weeks ago, it's, and it's stuck with me and I feel like it will stuck, stick with me, but a few weeks ago, um, a colleague of mine overheard a conversation I was having with one of these senior executives who, just to be clear, is an executive vice president. So uh, technically, as far as hierarchy in the company, you know, has has a role um, is, is you know, above me. But um, I was he the colleague laughed because he said, you know, the way you just basically read this person, the riot act about his job. And he really responded to it. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then later he said, you know, what? the only note I would give you, this is the person that overheard the conversation. He's like, you were great. You were firm. Um, 
the only note I would give you is that at the very end, he kind of gave in. Uh, he's like, you walked it back. And I was like, oh, shoot. And uh, I know that I did. And I know why I did it, you know, because I felt like I was being too strong. And what this colleague told me, he's like, I just think you need to not do that. You know, you yeah. need to just own it. And because you were fine. And I was like, OK, yeah, but it was yeah. hard for me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah, definitely. And you have quite a you have in your language. There's a number of things. There's a couple of things like you said you wanted. To, it's interesting because in the beginning of the call, you said you wanted to make sure you can make this transition and keep the culture yeah, that you had up until now. And then at the same time, you're talking about these siloed uh, senior execs who yes. who are unwilling to take the kinds of risks that are necessary, you see, in order to have the business take the next level. Is that accurate? Right. Yes, exactly. What is it about that culture you want to keep? And then what is it about that culture you're committed to transform? Exactly. That's a perfect question. That's a perfect question. So, you know, and there's a reason why I've been at this company for 11 years. I love it. I've really grown up there. The culture is very unique and it's really founders of the company that have created that. It's it's fun. There is levity in these meetings. Everything isn't so serious and buttoned up. There's a lot. There's music playing, you know, things like right. that. However, um, and it's not that this these invest these investors want to come in and change all that. They they kind of love it. But at the same time, in that, uh, you know, so there's that, but we've, we've grown. And I think that when I talk about the silos, the reason those exist is because rather than kind of break the wheel and say, this is the way this is going to be structured now, um, we've just been like, oh, well, this person can start doing this because this area of the business is really growing. And so they go run with it without really speaking to the, the rest of the business. And if you're talking about theatrical, you know, films, let's say like new release films, you can't operate with one, you know, revenue streams, not thinking about the, just the nature of business. But anyway, um, so it's it's about needing to restructure it. And these people are like, well, I've been doing this this way and we've been successful. So yeah, yeah it's, it's just, yeah. It, yeah, they're just, it's it's a very, yeah. You see in the current culture, the congeniality is valuable. You like that. Yes. And, and the, but there are some issues that need to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And particularly yeah. being clear about what your deliverables are. That's one. Definitely. Uh, being clear about who you're reporting to. That's another. <laughs> Having very, you know, so is it possible to be hard on that problem and still be congenial and friendly and inviting? So that is what I'm trying to navigate. Yes, I think it is possible. I'd like to think it's possible because I, you know, at the end of the day, I have this you know, this this core value where like authenticity is probably the most important thing to me. And I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, this corporate. Well, then that's, that's the part that's the part I want to get to right there. Did you I'm interrupting because you no. did you hear what you just did? No. <laughs> I mean, if I thought about it, what did it, it do? You were saying what you wanted and then you said what you don't want. You don't want what? To seem like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, right. So you well actually yeah you you're you want you're committed to having something turn out and then you're you're what you're concerned about is the way people perceive you. Yes. All right. What what's more important that they like you or that they respect you? I think this is very a very new thing that I've learned that it's that they respect me. Yeah. I, and yeah. do you feel competent in your position? Do you believe yes. that you Okay, good. So what you're talking about is getting your competency on the on the on the table, getting your competency, getting traction 
with your competency and not yeah right and you're you're struggling with like you you said people pleasing you 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 voiced it you actually said you want to keep that value you don't want to give up that value like people pleasing is a value for you i don't i don't know if it's the people no i don't think that's the value i want to keep but you know you said that you, you did you actually did said I? yeah i wrote that. I'm taking notes over here while we're going along. Sure. Um, yeah, I think I I think I'm trying to let go of the fact that what I really want to get to is letting go of the fact that if someone is not pleased with me, if I am confident in what I am asking for, yeah, that that's that that I'm okay with that, and that I'm I'm just going to accept that they're not going to be pleased, and that's the situation. But I don't, yeah, I don't want to go out of control, get out of control with not caring at all. Yeah, there's a certain yeah because you have you have a high level of empathy. I do get that you you warmth and empathy. You connect with people even on this call. I can feel like we have some affinity. That's not going to be your issue, right? You're you're connected to people, and they they probably like you. And and you have obviously you have a high value on being liked. I don't think that that's necessarily a problem unless it gets the value for being liked is higher than actually having the job turn out, having people live up to what they said they're going to get. Because ultimately, right. if they don't, they don't have a job, right? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I, the CEO, he's joked about it over the years, but it's gotten to become more of a serious conversation recently, where he says I'm, or, and as a few other people have said this to me, where I'm unofficial HR, because people, even you know, the coordinator, the manager level, director level, people will come to me for advice, and you know, if it gets gossipy, I, I definitely cut those conversations off, but. They come to me a lot when they're struggling with this department or that department, and they see me as somebody who's supposed to fix the situation. And it's a lot because I have some very real, not that that is not important and not a real task, but I have some very real deadlines, you know, that are that are numbers related and, you know, meeting your budget related. related. But um, but then I also have this role where I, I, I'm seen as this, this people, this person who can fix this relationship. Yeah. So... And it's it's really taken its toll on me. I think like I, I I don't know how to, you know. And the CEO has said to me, he's like, I wonder if there's a way you could do strategy and also have HR report to you. And it's just like I don't know if that's enough. Well, what's, that. what's, the, what's the answer to that? I said I I think if I had a team of like ten people, I could do that. But uh, no. that's not. <laughs> no. <Go ahead>. no. <laughs> it's funny you say that. It, it's like like you're str- you like to help. You have high affinity, but you don't tend to, you, it sounds like, I don't know this, but as I'm listening to you, what would you say your strategy for managing or leading people is on your team? Let's just start there. Because you're high on affinity. So people are going to trust you and feel good about you. I would suggest that they probably feel comfortable around you because you've used that word quite a bit, right? Okay, interesting. All right. So what do you think your main strategy is when you're leading somebody, when you're working with people to get something done? What do you think your main strategy is? That's a really good question, um, because I will say this. I I think I know confidently what the answer is. I, the, the answer is my main strategy is to make them feel comfortable in what they are doing and understand the context, the direction and the goal. Yeah. Um, not be all over the place with it. Yeah. So your first your your if you listen to what you just said. The, the priority is to make them feel comfortable, mm. <laughs> right? Versus have them understand what it is they're there to accomplish and how what the resource you are for them to accomplish that. Yeah. 
and you're kind of you're setting yourself up as when you listen to that like if you're there to make them feel comfortable first about their job comfortable about what they have to do what what would you say that you're up to in the like what's your primary strategy people pleasing <laughs> i mean yeah i don't mean this in any derogatory sense that's actually a strength that's actually a strength overplayed that's right. what i like there's nothing wrong here it's just overplayed like you it, it, it i haven't heard you talk about standards Right. I hear you talk about you're concerned about how they feel versus are they clear about what they're up to, what it's going to take for them? Like, what are they to, to deliver? What's right. it going to take for them to deliver? And how how are they, what requests do they have of you and or the team to have that turn out? Right. Right down to the point that when the CEO or CFO or whoever you're talking to, they're, they're wondering if you can both do, you know, you do the position that you're in now on uh, as the finance, you know, what is it? The uh, finances, what is it? VP of uh, financial planning and strategy. Right. So you're in financial planning and then they're talking about HR. It's ridiculous. There's no way you're not going to scale. The business is not going to break through if you're, you're doing both. And even the fact that they would suggest it and that you would consider it <clears throat> is an indicator of what you think. Yeah. I, well, I don't, I, I think that maybe, what I'm hearing here is that I think that maybe, or and starting to realize is maybe I'm not clear on what role I'd rather have. Um, yeah. I don't want to be a financial. Uh, I do. I, do, I don't. I don't. Don't want to be a financial. But I mean, I always want to do the budget. It makes me. Yeah. Well, maybe it's you know part of what I was thinking is maybe it, what it appears to be is that you're comfortable with the way things are because you're not decided. You're not. Yeah. yeah. You haven't yeah. said. You haven't decided. This is what I'm up to. I'm going to focus on this. No, absolutely not. I can't do that, whatever that is. I'm going to do this to have this turn out. And 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 that you're unwilling up until now to at, assert what you need to get whatever it is you decide you're going to get done, which would be, what are my outcomes? What do I need to be able to deliver? What do you expect of me so that this is exactly what you want? Yeah. There's a lot of, do you see that? Yeah, I mean that that actually just hit me really hard because you know I I I feel like I did that two months ago and now as as the the work you know piles yeah, up I'm like I'm walking, I'm walking it back exactly right just like you said you're it's a strategy right that's why look when we work with you it I mean you're obviously capable you're actually obviously you wouldn't get to the position you're at you wouldn't last eleven years because you're competent so now the question is how do you become how do you how do you take the next lever of leadership for you? And this is a strategy that you've used, and it's actually a strength overplayed. So, what do you see might make what would be a uh, an addition to this? What are some of the risks you would take, and what would you be risking for? I think that I mean a risk I would take is to basically have somebody understand why they're doing something and not like it and them putting that eventually snowballing into being you know mad at me or having morale it's you know there's this idea of morale and I, I see it across the company so much and that's why I'm very like cognizant of I don't want bad morale I feel like bad morale like oozes into I have good news and bad news what do you want first bad okay so it's gonna have to get worse before it gets better what do you mean hello are you there <laughs> Hello. 
<laughs> no, I'm here. Uh, yeah. So it's just about I mean, look. Look, we're talking about a, uh, we're talking about the problem, right? Do, are we having a intense conversation? It's getting more intense. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it's the mood is not intense, right? The problem's clear, but our relationship's intact. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So is it possible that you could just get clear about what it is you're committed to, what you want most, and then sit down and do the same thing with the CFO? Like, for instance, you've mentioned a couple of things. You, you feel you should be reporting to the CEO in this position. So now, but we walk it back a little further. Is this the position you want that you're willing, that you're going to go fight for and and negotiate for the benefit of the team? And how are you clear that'll benefit the the team, the organization going forward? Like those are all things to yeah. consider. Like um, it, yeah, and I've thought about this a lot, like exactly what you just said. And I, you know, like I said, I, a few months ago, I had that conversation and I walked it back. Um, because the reason is, is I've, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's absolutely my patterns as part of it because people are so comfortable with up coming until now, up until now, it really has been about me falling back into this, this pattern of, you know, someone asking me for something and me saying, okay, just this one more time, I will do this. Even though the whole idea and the conversation I had is that this is not, this responsibility does not fall on my team anymore. Um, right. So there's probably a list of those. Is there a list of those? Absolutely. A long okay. list. Yes. Good. All right. So you've been, you, you took a stand and then you got off it up until it's now. That's right. I, I don't mean that in any determinative way. Just, they just got off it. All, you're, sure. You've been rolling off it slowly. You've yes. been walking it back. Yes. Yeah. So now is it, my question to you first is, is this, it sounds like you see, you know, being the VP in charge of financial planning is something that's going to benefit the organization and that you can bring, you can bring it for the organization to get to the next level. Is that accurate? Uh, yes. Yes. I think. Or would you rather be the HR person? No, I don't want to be the HR person. There's this idea of the strategy part of my team that or that that descriptive term where I think I would like that to trump the financial planning element of it because what I'd like to get away from is any sort of any sort of like number accounting when it gets to you know the the way things are reported and and things of that nature right. I'm not concerned with that I'm concerned with the, the strategy of the company hitting the numbers that's okay. what I'm Okay, so that's one caveat. That's a distinction you want to make in your job description mm-hmm. because you can certainly hire someone in or work with one of the analysts to do to, to handle that aspect. Is that what do you think that is that possible? Absolutely. Or yeah. yes. Um well You'd I guess you'll be responsible for it, but you're not doing it. That is what I don't I don't know if I want to be responsible for it anymore. I think I want it to fall under a different branch of finance, like the accounting uh okay, you know. Great, great. I I'm not familiar yeah. how you get this structure, but great. Right, right. But you're clear what you want. You know what you want yeah. there. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a discussion. That's going to be a negotiation. If you had that out, then would this be the ideal position for you? Yes. And you could just, yes. you'd be doing all the strategy and working with the CEO and the CFO, et cetera. And then right. the Okay, great. I think so, when it comes to the strategy piece of it, I think where the HR like thing kind of trickles in is the structure of the company. So it's strategy right. 
content, but then it also with the structure, if that makes sense. Um, sure. And I think that's when the people part comes in. Structure the, co so are you involved in the structuring of the company? Very, I'm on the periphery of it. There's someone else who's been put in charge of it that's not, yeah, I mean, and I think I would like to be more involved in it. Okay, I think so that's then, probably a goal. That's probably a goal of my department. From or that's the reason I would. Since it's got some relevance to financial planning, absolutely. So exactly. you want you want a voice in it. So these are things that you're good. These are are you writing these down? Yes, I'm trying my notes. I need to organize my notes afterwards because right now it's a bunch of yeah. Oh, yeah, they're hilarious. No, um, so what do you see? Is what do you think the risks are? Like you, you can see what path you're on now. Yeah. Right. So what do you think you're going to end up? If you stay in this way of being, if you stay in the way you're relating now to what you're doing, what do you think's coming six months down the road, year down the road? Yeah. Huh. I mean, you're going to put a little cat in the room, you know, I, I get the cheese, but I, we need a little cat in here too. Sure. And for the listeners, if they don't know, you know, there's, I just, so I can explain uh, the, the comment, you know, there's been a number of, there's been a bunch of research on what motivates human beings and we're five times more motivated by what, by pain than we are by, by the potential of pleasure or the potential of a benefit. So you want to be clear about what benefits you're going to get out of this, but you want to be also clear about what pain you could be sowing into this situation and you may be facing if you don't make the shifts that you know matter to you. That's why I be my cat. There's been research with mice. You know, they tie a little weight to the mouse and they put a cheese at the end of a tube and they got six or eight, ten mice. And about 40% of them go down and get the cheese. But they take a cat and they put it in a cage and put it right behind the mice and every one of them get down that tube and get the cheese. Right. So, you know, while we know what you're up to, you also got to be aware of what's coming if you don't make the shift. Oh, if I don't make the shift, I mean, if I don't make the shift in the way that I quite honestly need to, uh, I'm going to burn out like a, I mean, it's already kind of happening, um, but it's, yeah. it, I'm, it's and I, I'm good at handling the burnout, right? I'm a, I'm a worker. I, I enjoy to work. I enjoy working. You notice, what you're doing now? you notice what you're doing now? <laughs> what are you, what are you doing now? Uh, why, why are you telling me you're good? At the at handling the burnout. No, you, I don't know. Are you telling me that, or are you telling you that? That's the story. You know, <laughs> I really have to get away from that because it's a badge of honor, and I yeah. it, it's been a badge of honor for so long, and I don't want it to be anymore. And I'm serious about that. No, it it, it it undermines your focus. It undermines your ability to do what you came to do. Right? Like, yeah, it's a badge of honor to those that you know want to be martyrs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a martyr anymore. And I say I say that, but then I keep going, right? I say I'm good at it. But well, I you're, mean, familiar I, it. you're familiar with it. Yeah. And, you know, let's let's be real. It's been successful, but it's keeping you from what's next. You know, what's what made you successful up to now may not be what it's going to take to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. Right? So th that's yeah. one of the things I'm... So, so let's talk about what action... You see, what do you see actions kind of like? Do you, what do you see opening up out of this conversation so far? I think that something that I that has the thing that has stuck with me the most that you said is when I you asked me what uh, 
how I, I have, I can't, I think the question was something like how I motivate my team or what, what is the most important thing to, and I said, I want to make them comfortable before I said, I wanted to have them understand the goal and the, you know, the overall well, big picture. Yeah. Here's how about this? What if you were to have them be excellent at what they came to do in a way that it was not only productive, but meaningful for them? Right. That's a very different standard than, totally. I, than what we're talking about. Like that's, Clarity about what you're standing for is going to be have a lot to do with like if you're aiming at that, the hierarchy of concerns that are going to emerge from that are going to be much clearer. So you're going to know how what language to put on it to see to enroll the CEO, the CFO, your team on accomplishing those standards because they can see what that means to the overall enterprise. Right. You know, it's like in working with you, the that they, you know, there's this concept of negotiate the stand and then also just the ability to negotiate. And I think that word negotiate is, or just the, the act of negotiation, it, it comes up in so many ways that aren't in the traditional sense that you would think, right. And I'm just starting to realize more and more, like it's all a negotiation, right. With my team. Yeah. Right on, right on. It's yeah. all, and, and you, you're, when you're feeling like you're going over the edge, you're probably getting just to the place you need to be to start to for them to get how important this is and what it's going to take to have it turn out and the value that you bring to the organization. And I would suspect that if you do it, because you're not going to be, you're not, you don't come, you don't come across at all uh, as a jerk. You know what I mean? And you need more edge. Right. No, I really do. You know, it's just when you talk about things like negotiation and how I don't have a clear picture, just as an example, we had our first board meeting and I'm on the board now. Um, and I was, it was just kind of thrown at me. I what I didn't ask, like it was, they basically said one day, like, okay, well you're on the board. And I ended up running this board meeting with the, the investment board. And I, I ran the meeting and and the whole thing. And it just kind of fell on me. And I, I remember two weeks, a week and a half of week ago, I was like, why am I doing everything? And it's almost like, if you want to talk about how bad I am at negotiating, they just gave it to me. I said, okay, I guess I'll do it because it made well, me. Actually, no, you're right. actually good at creating, you're at, you're good at negotiating in the sense that you create agreement with people, they get how competent you are, and then you allow them, and they do it through flattery or whatever. Right. Obviously, there's something you're not, like you're dissipating your power by doing everything or getting scattered into departments that it, that really aren't your, they're not right. your strength. Yeah, 100%. Rather, rather than stand with people to get up to their what they're up to, and they're going to hear you because you're going to be your already connected to them so enforcing you're strong on warmth and empathy but you tend to be weak on enforcing so you you're going to be permissive and then you're going to flip and get harsh because you're going to be burned out right and resentful because you're doing things that really aren't what you committed to do and you don't ask for what you want so you're going to you'll know, get dominant too at times because you're going to need to catch up with everything because you've done things for other people that they need to do. And if they did, they'd feel more competent and they'd have more meaning in their work. Right. Right. No, I, it's so true. I mean, yeah, I just starting to realize like it really, it does. I feel like now I'm just starting to feel like it does all start with me just the way it yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. It, does, <laughs> it does all start with you. So let's talk about what the issue is and how, what the next action is for you to, to, to resolve the issue or to have, what you're committed to show up. It's not, it's really what we're talking about. Like what? Right. So I think, I think I get this now in a different way. I think the issue was really for me to 
to de- almost demand the clarity from the CEO and CFO about what is expected of me. Or maybe, you know, I can give my, like, say, this is what I, this is how I see it and this is what right I on, want. Right and given the check mark, the, you know, the go ahead, so to speak. Yeah, you uh, could make. You can you can make a you can present in a way that yep. you're re, you're pointing out a what you see, b what you how you see it makes a difference to the organization given what you see is possible in your position, what that's going to take, right? So yeah. right. So if you got to get really clear about that issue, the and, and you can own it. Like it's like if you you say here's the issue. What would you say the issue is? If you were going to go talk to them, what would you say the issue is with them? Oh, I would say the issue is that you you have a lot of expectations for me that you have not, in a, basically not in any way, really communicated to me. Um, it's 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 task based, right? It's situational. There's no big picture. Like I don't I don't know the big yeah. picture. Yeah. Okay. So really now, now own that. Don't put it on them. You own it. Mm-hmm. So okay. So no. Big picture. Yeah, well, you you see the big picture, but you haven't owned it. Yep. I mean, obviously, we just talked about it in a very general sense, but you know, if I spend more time with you, we get down into it and it can get clear. But the point is, you're clear about a big picture you see would make a difference, correct? Yes. Absolutely. So you're not you haven't been clear with them about what's what you see and what's wanted and needed in a way that they got specifically what's wanted and needed in your position to accomplish what you're there to accomplish and the benefit that has to the enterprise. Absolutely. No, that's it. It's it. It's like, I, 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 I do know it, but right. It hasn't been communicated either way in a very beneficial way or in, in a way such that I feel confident in moving forward because I've gotten the buy-in essentially buy-in from people that I need it from. I do need their buy-in, right? I can't. Yeah. And you've yeah. got their buy-in as far as your competency because they're throwing everything else on the on your table as well, and you're happy to take it. Then you're going to get resentful for them. See, I can hear already yeah. some resentment because, but you're the one going, yes, okay, pile it on. Can I have another? Thank you, sir. Can you give me some more? No, absolutely. Or you can own that. So you can say, here's the issue. And then now give me an example that you might give them to see the issue. Um. Oh, I mean, an example would be this board meeting last week where the entire thing basically came up. Oh, we have to do this giant deck. These are the expectations. I was not involved in directly with the investors on what I mean, I, I work with them a lot, but not in the expectations with what this deck, what information they needed for this Q1, you know, board meeting, whatever. Um, one week before the board meeting, it came on me. And then as I started to look through the deck, I was like, OK, so I'm going to have to work all weekend without question. Um, I need a bunch of information from people. I'm going to have to ask, you know, call in a bunch of favors, essentially, because I do need information from the departments on, you know, their areas of expertise, notes on, notes on why this number was this or why that number was that or whatever. And it was an, it, uh, the amount of work I did in a, in a seven day period was, you know, so wait, wait I'm, I'm rambling. All right. So, <laughs> so you're, no, no, you're great. That's great. So you have an example. So you yes. know the issue, the issue is you've got to get really focused on your work on a what you're up to what the benefit that has to the company they've already bought into that at some level because you've got that position you've walked it back a bit so now you're going to walk it back up here's what you need refocus here's an example of how you get dissipated and how it could burn you out mm-hmm. right now tell me now now you can account to them so if you give them the example you give them the issue they show them an example of what the issue looks like for you mm-hmm. Now you can talk about 
what you experience, which is you burn out. You can do that, right? We talked about that. And then you can say, you can talk about how you've contributed to it. So how have you contributed to the situation you say you don't want that you have right now? Oh, I mean, I know how I've contributed to it. I can't say no sometimes. It depends on who asks me. I can say no to some people. <laughs> there are people who I cannot say no to. Uh, yeah, and we, it comes back to Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So you can sit down. See, what I'm saying is you can actually write this down. You can prepare for this meeting by by writing these things down. So you could talk about what how you've contributed to this, which they'll see that you've owned it. And then you can say, the next thing is you can talk about what you see is at stake if this continues. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, go ahead. Tell me what you see is at stake. Oh, what stake is my ability to work at this, uh, at this level and at this pace? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you'll, you'll burn out, right? Yeah, and to be to be clear, like if I do burn out in a, in a real way, which is it's possible. Like I've gotten close over the years, but I mean it's it's different now. Um, but what would happen is I think that I could, you know, they could the company could really be caught with its tail between its legs because I don't know who would really step up to do right on. Right. So, so get, be specific about that. Like like own that. Like if if you went down, what would that mean to the company? How would how would that impact them? Right. I mean, it would impact them in a, in a very financial way and also the relationship with the investors. You know, right now it's been six months and everything is, you know, all smiles and right rainbows. But that could change quickly if we're not getting them what they need. And it would affect your team. It would affect the people on your team. It would affect the teams you're connected to yeah. if you burned out that way. So and, and you can you can bet if they're putting things on your plate, it's going to affect them as well both aesthetically but also professionally because if you burn out and you leave that's a lot of knowledge that leaves with you sure um sure there is a lot of institutional knowledge there and i don't i don't for a minute like i i I know that that's a that's a a a tool i have like a a power i have you know but it's also it's also part of why they need to you need to structure the work so you they can capture that knowledge in the organization that's why it's, it's important to focus yourself on the outcomes it's important to train people on your team to those outcomes right that's how you're going to shift the culture and and while you do that you can do that as congenially congenially as you have here on this call right sure you can be hard on the problems soft on the people you can but you don't you can be relentless on the problem the standards so if you can get clear about the standards then you it's clear what you're enforcing and why it's clear about the hierarchy of concerns that you're willing to take on and the ones that need to be taken on by other departments or other people on the team, et cetera, those become right. clearer and you can separate them without feeling guilty because that's what's necessary. And if you don't, you know what's at stake. Yeah. No, this is, I, I love it. I, I love the, I, the concept of being relentless on the problem. Yeah. Relentless. Yeah. And you can state that, say, look, I'm, I'm relentless to have this turn out. And so yeah. there's a problem here and I'm owning it. It starts with me. I'll have no doubt I can get this done, et cetera, et cetera. So you're not, it's not doomsday. It's like, oh yeah, man, if we get clear here, this is what's next. Right. Do you mind if I steal your language? Absolutely. That's what we're doing here for. It's worth what you paid for. (laughs) So. That's perfect. Is that clear for you? I mean, there's so much like, so, you know, that as in a coaching relationship, I would continue to deepen this and structure it with you so that you know 
you're, you've got some, you're accounting for it. You're noticing what's working, what's not working before it hits you. You know, like it, when it's a small problem, right. you know, spit hors d'oeuvre, let's take those sure. on. And then th those are what will open up the bigger possibilities. So, you know, the th key here is to take that, that structure of identifying the issue, then, then giving them an example, mm -hmm. letting them know what you experience when it's in this example and how it feels, what goes on, overload, et cetera, et cetera, how that weighs your team down, how it weighs the family down, a long-term burnout, et cetera, what that, and then, and then how you've contributed to it. Yep. Yep. And then, and get really clear about that because those, how you've contributed to it, it lets them know what you're making, that you're going to shift from this to what you're committed to and what you think yeah. that would take. Yeah. And then if it continues, what the, you know, what, what parade of horribles is coming, you can see if you don't take ownership now and get into a, an alignment with them so that you can make this correction. Yeah. These are, these are good steps. <laughs> you know, and then you can interrupt your need to people, please. Yeah. Don't walk it back. You can even talk to them about that and make, you could request that they, you know, I could say, look, I'm not going to, you know, I have a habit of walking this stuff back and I think it undermines me and it'll undermine mm -hmm. their respect of you and they'll think they can get over on you without even talking about it. It's not like they're sinister or anything, but they're going to have an expectation that, oh, we can push her, you know, no problem, yeah. we get over her. Right. Yeah. Oh, they can be sinister. I mean, that's I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah. But you you can see how you're contributing to that. Absolutely. No, how well I mean completely. Yeah. And if you take a stand, then they're going to respect you, and the and the respect is going to. I mean, you're going you're probably going to end up you're going to move up. You're it's just going to open up a lot of possibility you don't see now. Right. And if it doesn't, you're going to get a good look at who you're really standing with and how long you want to stand there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's also a big piece of it. But with with everything going on right now, is who who am I standing with and who are yeah I? yeah. And if you're, if you go in there, you know, uh, when when you talk about approval seeking or you know, um, being the nice person or that, I think of Gullum. You know who Gullum is? <laughs> of course. It's, it's like that's the precious. It's like and yeah. it gets, and it really it it it, it you disappear you. Because you're just trying to be somebody that really you're you're it it's not good for you. It's not who you're committed to being. Yeah, I'm Gollum. Yeah, you, you that's that's a funny coincidence. I mean, because that is my favorite, the greatest story ever told, as far as I'm concerned. So. Yeah, I I am a I. We all have a Gollum. We all have our Gollums, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You can integrate Gollum. Gollums are you know you can make them an ally when you find yourself being there. You know. There's yeah. something, you know, if you find yourself in that temptation, you know, there's something you need to stay. You might even want to withdraw, get clear about it, come back. And you can do the same thing we did here. Issue, example, you know, experience, how you're responsible, what's coming if you don't shift and then make a request. Yeah. Oh, this is a great to-do list. You up for it? Like I'm up, totally up for it. Right now, yeah. I have to know. You got to call me. Listen, please. Will you let me know how, and if you need some I more know. support. I, I'd love to talk with you. Thanks. Um, I absolutely will. And now this meeting's in a week, and I'm like, well, I have a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because if you get this straight, you're you're, you're going to be a. You're going to. Well, think about it. If you get this straight with your team, mm -hmm. you know, with with the the guy, the, those you report to, and then your team, because you're going to need to do. Yeah. I can. I'll, there'll be 
part of this, what I would do next is start to see how this filters into your team because there's probably a lot of weight you're carrying that needs to be in their lap that they would be both. They'll, 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 that's how they grow and that's how they're going to transform and that's how they're going to become greater leaders. That's how we create leadership in the organization, right? Like that. So yep. if you're doing it up, you're going to be doing it also horizontally and, and those and down into the team that you manage. Right. So you want to pick that off as you're going along. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> One day at a time. One conversation yeah. at a time, yeah. For sure. Okay. You good? I'm great. Good. Yeah. I'm I my mind is rolling, but I'm yeah, but I feel good. You you know what's next for you? Are you clear about what to do next for what's up, what the next steps yeah, are? I I really am. I it's a matter of sitting down and looking at it and you yeah. know but no I my next step is very clear yeah I would you know if we were working in a coaching relationship I'd get clear about your next steps and I'd follow up on the next call with that we take it from there we step this thing out so right all right okay well it's always fun thanks <laughs> call me please I want to hear how it goes I want yeah. and if I can give you some more assistance I'm happy to do that okay thank you so all right. much all right all right. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I'm just, it <laughs> was so fun. Um, but now I'm, you know what, that my initial, this is very much a me thing is, and now I'm just annoyed with myself because I let the creep, the creep happen, so to speak. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, at least you're, I, seeing, you're seeing it though, girl. That That's the beautiful thing, man. It, the more you see it and let that, that like, like it burns in your body, the less you're going to be willing to let it take over. You right. Know? No, absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. awareness is key. It's easy to lose that when you, there's so much work, you know. But yeah, and when you're alone, you don't have a voice, another set of eyes on it with you. That's all a coach right. is, is another set of eyes. Yeah, yeah. I don't have, I don't feel the weight because I'm not in your shoes, but I can see things because of that that you don't see. Right. That's all. Yeah. No. For sure. I could tell you're really competent, by the way. Oh, I can tell because yeah, if I they're mean, throwing stuff on your plate. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. And I, and that is one thing I remain conf confident in is that I am confident. It's just a matter of, you know, articulate, I guess, articulating that to my day, my day to day or just, to, uh, you know, standing, it's standing and just think about, think about how effective you'll be focusing on what matters most to you and not being distracted by everything else, not allowing yourself just, and I think it, you know, we didn't talk about this, but in the background is the, you know, the more you are confident in yourself, the less you're going to need the outside strokes, the less you can be hooked into that shit. Right, right. That's what I really need to get to, too. I know that. I mean, yeah, you need to you need to own your power. You got to. I can tell you're a powerhouse. And that's why they that's why they're doing they, they're creeping in on you like that. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, there's more of the, the confidence. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. The. The sense of self, the stronger you get there, the more you're going to take your your seat at the leadership table at the executive. Right.